I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the News Du Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So it came to my attention. Thank you to those of you who reached out that Friday's episode did not upload. So what we're going to do is we're going to have all of Friday's content here on this episode, along with some updates for today. So let's go ahead and get into it. I do have to kind of warn you guys that there are some tougher news stories today, just so that you're mentally prepared. First up for our mini stories, LA schools have reached an agreement with the employees that participated in that three-day strike. 30,000 bus drivers, cafeteria workers, and classroom assistants will now have much better working conditions. So back to class. And for our second mini story today, as tensions are rising between the U.S. and China, other countries are starting to pick sides. Honduras has now cut off diplomatic ties with Taiwan in favor of China. This further isolates Taiwan and honestly is kind of a slap in the face to efforts for democracy over there. So not so good, you guys. And then next up for today, our first longer story, a tornado has ripped through Mississippi. President Biden has now announced disaster relief funds for Mississippi and parts of Georgia after tornadoes ripped through the states. At least 26 people lost their lives, including a baby and her father, in the deadly disaster. This tornado swept through Mississippi and was rated the rare EF4 designation that basically just classifies this as an extra powerful storm. It had a 170 mile path through Mississippi and then parts of Alabama, but there was also an EF2 that hit Tennessee around the same time. It took roofs off of houses, threw cars off the road, and snapped trees in half. The death toll for all of these twisters is expected to rise over the coming days as dozens of people were also injured in the storm as well. Some of the poorest areas of Mississippi were affected, meaning that the structures in the area were likely not as strong and that the people there might have less resources to get back on their feet. That said, the governor there noted how the people of Mississippi were really rallying around one another and helping out as much as they could. And that is what we love to see after something so intense like this is happening. It's really all hands on deck. Search and rescue teams are currently doing cleanup and trying to locate anyone still missing from the storm. 
That said, more severe weather appears to be headed their way. So let's pray that everyone stays safe in this next round of storms. If anyone listening has a credible GoFundMe that is local to the area that we can support, please let me know. I'd love to share it on our social media and in tomorrow's show notes. For our next story today, I do have to issue a content warning. This story involves a police killing. So I do have to discuss a black man in Virginia dying after police laid on him while he was handcuffed for 11 minutes. Okay, so this was a very hard story for me personally. The video footage really affected me even more than usual. You guys know I have unfortunately watched a lot of these police killing videos. If I'm going to report on them, I'm going to watch all of the video footage that I can find of the situation so that I can give you guys the most accurate description. From my point of view, I'll read descriptions of what happened and get kind of confused and then watch it and feel like something totally different happened. So I always watch it for myself to be able to relay it in the most accurate way to you guys. That said, this particular incident was particularly tragic. A man by the name of Ervo Otiento was taken to a psychiatric hospital in Virginia after having spent time in a local jail where he was deprived of his psychiatric medications. When he arrived there at the hospital, he was handcuffed. Video footage shows him being thrown to the ground, again, in handcuffs, and six different police officers and at least six psych professionals tending to him. And it looks like at least six adults, all grown men, were putting their weight on him at the same time. And the next thing you know, they are attempting to revive him with CPR and he is pronounced dead. Of course, psychiatric patients can pose a danger to themselves and to other people. But once someone is in handcuffs, you'd think it wouldn't take much more than one or maybe two police officers to control them. And apparently, that's what the county prosecutor thought too. She charged seven different sheriff deputies and three employees of the psychiatric hospital with second degree murder, you guys. Ervo had moved from Kenya to the United States with his family when he was a child. They had been working hard for their American dreams to come true. But Ervo suffered from mental health issues, as so many of us do. And he had a total mental breakdown when he moved away from his family to go to California. He was not treated with kindness and care and empathy as he should have been at this hospital. As his mother put it, quote, all the systems failed my son, end quote. This story is so tragic, being in a place where you're supposed to get help and instead to be killed. Our hearts go out to everyone affected by this loss. Mental health care in America has a lot of room for improvement, and I'm hoping this can help motivate change in terms of how we treat those in need. 
Hey, sweetie, what do you think of our new car from Carvana? Think it can handle our busy family? Well, we have seven days to see. First, we can take the scenic route to the beach and stargaze through the moonroof. We'll see if your drums fit in the trunk. Then we can pick up Mommy's friends and check out that leg room. And we should really visit Grandma. She's getting up there. That's like a whole lifetime in seven days. And like one busy family. With our seven-day money-back guarantee, you can confidently shop for cars 100% online. Visit Carvana.com for all terms and conditions. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. And for our next story today, we are discussing Haiti being overrun. So we have talked extensively about the gangs in Haiti on this podcast. But just to catch you guys up in case you don't remember or you're a new listener, basically the country of Haiti has a huge gang problem to the point where average citizens will take out ransom insurance just in case they get kidnapped and held for ransom by these gangs. That way, their family would be able to pay the ransom without having to use their own funds. But the problem with that is it gives the gangs exactly what they want. Funding and the power to basically up the ante continuously and With their president in Haiti having been assassinated not too long ago and climate change absolutely clobbering them, things are feeling as unstable as ever and maybe entering a new era. Now the gangs are literally taking over the government as if they hadn't already. They pretty much already did things as they wanted to. They kind of ran things, but this time it's more from a practical standpoint. They are attempting to make it kind of official by taking over the capital. They've even infiltrated the wealthy areas of Port-au-Prince, the capital city. The police simply do not have the manpower or firepower to control these gangs. So at this point, no one is immune to their power and they have free reign. So you have to ask yourself at a certain point, who is really in charge here? If it's not the police or the government, then it is the gangs. There is virtually no version of a legislature right now because their parliament lapsed in January. It's a house of cards that appears to be fully falling down. And it's almost feeling akin to a civil war with the remaining police force attempting to take on the gangs who just recently went on a killing spree looking to murder as many police officers as possible. Those who weren't killed, police officers that weren't killed, are feeling like the $200 they make a a month may not be worth the risk to their life at this point. So the police force is completely falling apart as well. Some people are leaving the country over safety concerns, but that's obviously people with means. Those who are impoverished there, which is over 87% of the population as of 2021, according to the World Bank, have fewer options. Those who remain are in a type of self-imposed lockdown for their own safety, trying to stay inside as much as possible so as to avoid all the bloodshed and, you know, misdirected bullets. This is a country that has been on the brink of collapse for quite a while, but its destruction is looking more imminent than ever. 
if the U.S. government thought that they could really make a long-term difference, our government would probably intervene. But after Afghanistan and Iraq, it's clear that coming into a foreign territory trying to install peace only prolongs the inevitable. That said, it is expected that the U.S. may try to help in terms of aid or sending weaponry as appropriate. Let's hope that things can settle down soon and return to safety for the innocent people there living in fear. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, Not all storms come to disrupt. Some come to clear your path. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugarfreemedia. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugarfreemedia, all one word, on TikTok. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh.